0: Everything surrounding it makes it so disturbing. I think it's not just the images that you see. It's how they're used that really just kind of like, oh, God. It's very evil. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's, uh, it is very evil.
1: Yeah, I, I can really handle a lot of things like gore doesn't bother me. Blood doesn't bother me. But watching this, I was like, oh, God.
0: everyone, welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Allison. And today we have another spooky edition of Atlas Now Streaming. We are reviewing, uh, it's actually a remake of a cult classic horror film from 1977. It is called Suspiria and it is available on Amazon Prime. I'm sure also other platforms like iTunes, you can probably rent it. Um, probably by this point you can't rent it in like Redbox or anything like that, but definitely available on Amazon Prime. This movie is insane. (laughs)
1: Insane. So, um, content warning. Yeah. And
0: spoilers ahead. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the original, like I have, it's been a long time. I saw the original, uh, I think back in high school. Um, the original is pretty cheesy, but, um, it's got a lot of fun colors and music and you know some I guess cheap kills that if you're a fan of horror like I am is, is kind of fun to watch you know how uh, it's kind of fun to watch now based on you know how advanced we are in horror movies I guess as far as like special effects go but uh, I mean honestly though for its time It's an incredible horror movie. It's a cult classic. It has a cult following. So when it came out that they were making a remake of Suspiria, a lot of people were very... Uh, apprehensive about it um, myself included I saw the trailer though and I was like this actually looks really good this looks really promising and it actually looks really scary for me when you remake an old horror movie like that's the thing about some of these like older ones that are obviously really like bad now we watch them and they're not very good oh like the exorcist and yeah. the special effects that they have it in it but damn that movie's so scary one of the scariest movies I've ever seen mm-hmm. and like I think of you know Friday the 13th mm-hmm. especially the first one is uh, really cheesy and not really scary at all until the end like that that scene where Jason like flings out of the lake and pulls uh the girl into the river or into the lake is still one of the top scariest scenes of any horror movie that I've ever seen so again you know when when we remake these movies people are really, really cautious of it they're like oh you know they're going to kind of tear it apart and compare and contrast and I'm just gonna let you know right now if you've seen the original and you have not seen the remake of Suspiria this is not the same film at all no I (laughs) I read something that somebody called it um like a cover
1: of the movie which is a good way to put it the original movie is what would you say an hour and a half long maybe Mm -hmm. and this one runs uh two hours and 32 minutes um it's a long one it's really long and um the visuals from the original from what i understand they use a lot of dramatic lighting obviously it's um an italian right Hmm? is mm. is the original in italian no oh never mind (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's
0: it's italian style okay italian style might be um but i think it's directed by an italian director Shows me what I know. Argento is, yeah, Italian. Yeah. They call it like a But it is a, in English. A Gilo or something. I think that's what they call it. Kind of like
1: a the Italian style horror movie. But um I I you have to tell me if I'm right, but this one is much more violent
0: oh, and yeah. graphic and oh, yeah. um insane. I mean, in the originals the kills were I mean, it was just people getting like stabbed. Which, I mean, can still be really gory. I mean, I think of, you know, the opening scene of uh, the girl falling through the glass ceiling. I mean, that's an iconic death scene, and it's pretty bloody and gory. But, I mean, it's nothing compared to at least the end sequence of the remake. Dude. But but we'll get into that. Again, spoilers ahead if you have not seen the new version. Don't think that you know what's going to happen because you don't. Uh, it's very, very different, like I said. Um, so it starts off with um, and one thing to keep in mind the original was filmed or released in 1977. This movie takes place in 1977, which is right around the time of uh, the Cold War, and there's a lot of. Uh, political unrest. It's yes. The rise of the Berlin Wall.
1: Coincidentally, the the school or the dance company is juxtaposed like literally right by the wall so there's a lot of political unrest and it's very intentional whereas in the original they don't really tell you it's in Germany they don't really talk about uh, what's going on around the world at that exact time when it when the film actually came out but
0: this Mm -hmm. is so intentional with the, the historical elements of that time. Yeah, everything sure. that
1: goes on outside of the building,
0: and a lot of people. Uh, after I saw this movie, I read dozens of articles and reviews from other from other horror movie fans, and um, it's kind of hit and miss with people uh, about this aspect of the movie. Could it survive without it? Absolutely. It never really comes together. You know, there's a lot of scenes where. You know, somebody's watching TV or listening to the radio talking about, you know, bombings and different things going on. And it kind of in a way ties into, you know, there's a couple of themes of, you know, trying to escape our past or, you know, move on from our past, especially if it was a violent one as, you know, the the Nazi regime and uh, trying to uh, uh, break down corruption, I guess, can also be you know paralleled in what happens in the dance studio but again like I said I don't think it ever really connects it's just kind of there and
1: uh there's really I only find one real connection point with um the doctor's wife but we can broach that but I agree it's interesting and to think about a film like this taking place at that time I can understand it it just adds another element of kind of um fear I suppose Mm -hmm. or unrest or instability
0: yeah instability is a good word
1: yeah it's like the whole world around you is unstable this place where you're meant to be safe from the bombings and safe from all this stuff because you're so isolated um is chaos in and of itself and there's really nowhere to escape to go somewhere that is normal so I didn't hate it, but also it adds a lot to the movie. I watched it last night and I texted Jamie and I was like, oh, dude, this movie's two and a half hours long. (laughs) It is.
0: And there's like, like, this movie is in six parts and an epilogue, which I thought was a really interesting directing choice. Um, Six acts, I should say. Um, And so you, I, the first time I tried watching this, I fell asleep. And I would wake up thinking, oh, it's got to be almost done. Like, that was a big moment. And no, there's still, you know, over an hour left. So, yeah, if you're going to watch this, buckle up. Um, I wouldn't say it's slow-paced at all, It's, but it is definitely kind of a... There's a lot of development going yeah. on.
1: I remember pausing it and thinking, like, okay. <laughs> and then we still had an hour and a half left. I'm like, Okay. Let's let's get going.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth it. By the end, I think. Uh, oh, the big yeah. reveal, the twist, and but we'll get into that. We're going to briefly kind of just go over um, some major plot points. So, a an American dancer from Ohio, uh, Susie Banyan, uh, comes to Germany to enroll in this very prestigious dance studio in Germany. Um, it is the uh, Helena Hel- Helena Marcos. Tanz Group. There's going to be a lot of German words and names in this uh, review, so I apologize if I butchered. We'll we'll try. (laughs) We'll try our best. It is run by Madame Blanc, played by Tilda Swinton, who does a fantastic job in this film. She just has a very. ambiguous face and kind of this very eerie look about her, which is funny because she does not only play Madame Blanc, she plays two other characters in this movie, which is absolutely insane. Honestly, there's no reason for it. She just does. She puts on very heavy makeup to play uh, the psychiatrist. um, Dr. Josef Klemperer. Yes. And you don't realize it at first and then you kind of pick it up as you go along like oh shit this is tilda swinton and then she also plays uh mother marcos but you do not see her until the very end so uh, and
1: this is an all-female cast yes because of that reason it there's is. only a uh, one other man in or one man in this whole movie mm-hmm. and it is uh dr
0: klemper and uh, there are two police officers yeah. but they're in it for like 10 minutes um but yeah this is an entirely female cast which is is pretty incredible uh so so Susie comes in and uh, um but before she even comes in uh Dr. Klemperer is in his office and uh this girl Patricia comes in uh kind of babbling nonsense and uh conspiracy theories about this very dance studio saying that it's run by witches and they're trying to get inside her and she uh then played by actually uh Chloe Grace Moretz uh, who has a little supporting role. I kind of wish she was more in it if they are going to use her at all because she's such a big name. But uh, mm-hmm. but at first she, he just kind of dismisses her, doesn't really believe her, but she leaves behind a diary that he just starts going through and um, Patricia goes missing and so he's trying to investigate what happened to her uh, via her diary and uh, eventually kind of picks up on, on what's going on in the dance studio. But we don't really learn any more about that until about halfway through the film so Susie joins and um, Madame Blanc is immediately just mesmerized by her by her talents and we learn that the uh the teachers of this dance studio are uh, a coven of witches they actually are and they are trying to find a new host for uh, Mother Marcos who is hundreds of years old, probably just mm-hmm. withering away uh, needs a new body. Um, so she can go on and Patricia was actually one of the girls that they tried to put her in at first and she resisted. Um, I, I don't think maybe the, uh, the ritual went right. Um, but they, they failed. And so now they're trying to find a new girl and Susie kind of seems to be their, their best bet. She seems not only just a good dancer, but she kind of just has this presence, I guess. Yeah,
1: She's from Ohio and she's born to a Mennonite family, which I honestly am not super well versed in, but I understand it's along the same realm as like the Amish or Quakers and that they live um, like a technology free life. And in her upbringing, she was always drawn to Berlin for some reason. And she was obsessed with this dance company. She mentioned to Madame Blanc that she ran away three different times to see her in New York. And she, um, you know, watches, she's watched this dance, this big dance that they have to perform, Volk, hundreds of times at the library. And she said, I've seen it once in person is when I saw you dance it. Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh, um. There's a scene where uh, she's only been there for a couple of days and they're like, you know, you jump in when when you think you're ready. And there's a character, Olga, who is starting to, I guess, defect, if you will. So one thing that is never really explained is I don't know if the rest of these girls have any idea what's going on. Um, To me, it seems like the dance studio is not just really a cover for the coven, but it's also a place where they can find new girls to kind of build on the coven, like you know, just expand their their reign, if you will. Uh, we find out that the, the witches, they worship three uh, ancient witches that uh, used to roam Earth before even uh, Christianity. Uh, Mother Suspiriorum, Mother Lacrimarum, and Mother uh, Tenebrarum, Mother of Sighs, Mother of Tears, and Mother of Darkness. And uh, these three mothers actually uh, supposedly take reign in different parts of the world, and this is actually part in the original as well, but they like barely touch on that. I mean, they just kind of dip their toes into this this lore of these ancient witches. In this movie, it's very it's a huge plot point, mm-hmm. and it seems as though Mother Suspiriorum is uh, the one that this particular coven really kind of rallies behind, Mother of Sighs, and they kind of hint that uh, Mother Marcos is her she claims she that claims to be she claims yeah she claims that she is
1: and it's interesting they um there's a scene where Susie's talking about how she wants to come and they said we don't charge any money and I thought that was very strange that they house these girls in this dance studio but they don't charge any money and I'm guessing they probably have money from being around for hundreds of thousands yeah. of years with all of the um artifacts that we discover right in there um and you know what your point to say that uh, you don't know if all the girls know what's going on I don't think they do I think that uh, Patricia Chloe Grace Moretz's character she was privy to it and then she might have seen that it was you know crazy and you know it was truly witches and uh, because Sarah who goes to search for Patricia she kind of confronts um Susie about what's going on after mm-hmm. after some inquiry but i don't i i think that it's a dance studio and then the chosen one who's going to inhabit you know take on the new body is uh is the only one privy to what's really going on with them
0: yeah i guess that makes sense um but i mean you got to you got to think being a part of this dance studio like The weird shit that's constantly going on, yeah, or like nobody questions that you don't have to pay for anything or whatever. Um, Olga does kind of freak out though, and she's like, You guys are witches, and yeah, and she just like runs out and uh, um, she goes to she's gonna leave the studio and she uh starts uh having these like globs of tears in her eyes, she gets disoriented and she gets locked in this room, and at the time, um because Patricia was originally supposed to be the lead in Volk, and obviously she's not there anymore, and so Olga was going to take over her place. I, no, Olga was going to take over her her spot. Uh, but then when Olga leaves, they're like, okay, well, well who's going to take the lead in this in this you know recital? And uh, Susie just kind of steps forward again. She's seen it hundreds of times, and they're a little like, mm, okay. But then there's this part where uh, Madame Blanc like touches her and you can see these like beams of light go through her and as she dances this part which is all set to this very creepy soundtrack that was actually all written by Tom York of Radiohead which is very interesting so cool I'm loving um the these like huge
1: rock stars essentially becoming like uh what would you call it score writers yeah like trent Reznor is writing (sighs) scores and and you know all
0: these other artists i think it's so cool it is very cool i remember when i saw the trailer and i saw his name i was like what but um but all set to this very creepy very ominous sounding music and as she's doing the dance which is very physically demanding i mean she's like doing all these like stab motions she's jumping she's like obviously just watching it it's like i You have to be very, very agile to do these kind of moves. As all of this is happening, Olga's body is being contorted as if Susie's doing this to her. Mm -hmm. And this scene is horrific to watch. It is so uncomfortable. And it's so early
1: in the film. And that's when, when I was watching it, I was like, oh my god. Like, what... What else is going to
0: happen in this movie? It's horrible. Right. It's aw- like her jaw, like it starts like being pulled away from the rest of her body. All the cracking noises. Her arms are flailing about. Her body's getting bruised. And by the end, she's just this like folded over mess of
1: limbs. Ugh, it's horrific to watch. And she's like drooling everywhere.
0: And she's just like this... Blob on the floor it's awful and then later on uh, some of the teachers with these giant like rib hooks carry her away and that's the last we see of Olga for a while but Madame Blanc is just absolutely mesmerized by by Susie's ability to do this dance and she even says before she even gives her a chance she's like we practice this for like 10 months before we perform it and she almost has it entirely down and so she kind of takes her under her wing spends a little bit more time working out with her on it and they, um, they have this meeting where she says this very int- – she makes this very interesting comment. She says, you know, I – she was, like, so, you know, asking her about, about the dance. And Susie says, you know, I, I feel like it's what it would feel like to fuck. And Blanc says, oh, like, like a man. And she says, no, I was thinking like an animal, very, like, a very carnal experience for her, I guess, which to Madame Blanc shows that, you know, it's not just – just artistic expression it's a very like primal thing for her and we kind of learn throughout the movie that dancing is ritualistic mm-hmm. it's not just dancing like dancing casts spells and is able to obviously do things to other people i mean these witches have an insane amount of power to be able to torture these girls both mind and body without even touching them it's insane And so as the movie goes on, uh, like Allison brought up earlier, uh, Sarah, who is uh, Susie's closest friend at the studio, kind of starts to uh, get an idea of what's going on. She's a little, uh, Dr. Klemper actually reaches out to her ahead of time and she's like, she doesn't believe him at first, but then she just starts to kind of see things and notices weird changes in susie and you know wants to figure out why patricia is gone and she ends up finding this like you know secret room where uh she actually finds patricia like withering away and she's like woven up
1: in this these like strings of a web or something it actually reminds me a lot of the outfits that they wear mm-hmm. um and the performance that Sarah is she's missing from this performance when she finds Patricia. And they have these like outfits that are, um, you know, like uh red like st- yarn almost. Yarn string. They cover their breasts and then they wear like nude colored like spinky pants or whatever. But they're like stringy and like like webs, red yarn webs all over them and and Patricia is tied up and also so is Olga's uh, down there too Olga and her body is all all contorted just Olga and Patricia are down there and um, and
0: she overhears one of the teachers like kills herself which I don't know why (laughs) she just does it was Miss Griffith yeah and um she kind of overhears the rest of the teachers talking about that while she's down there um another thing another important plot point is all of these teachers are voting on basically who is in charge either mother marcos or uh, madame blanc and they all go for marcos and this is very very important later on well it's like three like marcos gets like three more votes than blanc Mm -hmm. and Very important. Come
1: back later. And there's so many intersecting like storylines and so many elements to this. It's
0: hard. It's hard to keep track. Keep track of it. Yeah. And then Sarah, like her, the witches make her fall, like trip in like a pit, and she breaks her leg. And then they somehow like mend her leg, and then bring her up to the performance. They're performing Volk, and she has this very, you know, very robotic moves and supposedly from what I've read, because I found this scene a little confusing, that this was the start of the ritual to put Mother Marcos in Susie mm-hmm. and it fails. And just before the ending, Sarah collapses onto the ground and the audience is is obviously a little freaked out and Madame Blanc is like, Everybody stay calm and she talks to Susie later and she says, you know, she defected from the script which i thought was a little confusing
1: well and and sarah she breaks her leg and then they heal it and then she's kind of under this trance yeah almost but what what really happened is that susie is the one who made sarah fall so that the dance could not be completed. We come to okay. find out. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that makes sense now. So she was the one who actually I mean, Susie has a lot more power than than they realize. Than they realize and what the audience, you know, um what the audience realizes. And um on top of this, uh Dr. Klemper he, you know, has um, he was at this performance and he he saw everything happen and it's, I'm guessing that's probably also how the dance company makes money is by offering these incredibly bewitching performances and and Klimperer is there and he sees Sarah fall and he kind of like you know freaks out and and Blanc is like get him out of here she's upset that he's here that he is at the performance and he returns home. And um, it's to this cottage that he has, mm-hmm. and he sees somebody in the in the cottage when he's when and he's he comes there. Back, yeah. And he's like, "Who who is it?" And it is his wife. So Klemperer was, um, somebody who had to escape during the Nazi regime, and him and his wife were separated, and he never knew what had happened to her, whether she went to a concentration camp or not, because her um Aryan papers that say that she is, you know, Aryan and and not Jewish at all. Um she forgot them and left them at home. Yeah. So he had those and and she didn't. And
0: he never knew what had happened to her, right? And fun fact, uh his wife Uncle is actually played by the original Susie from yes. the original film, which is a fun little cameo. And so they're kind of out walking. It's it's a very heartbreaking sequence um, you know, imagine finding your long lost wife or husband after decades of not knowing what happened to them, especially after a war and you find out it was all an illusion. She was never really there. And it was the witches bringing him to the studio. They need a witness for their, uh, for their ritual, which is again to, you know, uh, they're, they're ready to do it. They, Madame Blanc keeps saying like, we got to do this now. uh, to put Mother Marcos inside of Susie, and another thing that I forgot to bring up that I thought that is another disturbing part of this movie is the witches have the ability to give these girls horrific nightmares, and Susie actually starts putting her own images into hers, and that like freaks Madame Blanc out. So there's like little hints along the lo- along the way where we see that you know maybe Susie isn't is innocent as we think she is but these these sequences of the nightmares are terrifying like think the ring video it's very mm-hmm. much like that it's very disturbing and yeah, there's a it's couple like a, of them a
1: bunch of like quick images of like I think um I there's one scene and I think it's Susie when she's a girl and she's like floating up the side of the door yeah. frame there's Madame blanc and Susie like dancing in this kind of like sanctum like thing there's violent happenings
0: and killings and all these things. And it's
1: really weird. It's
0: creepy. The first one, there's like a woman like suffocating and her like stomach is all bruised. And there's, uh, just, oh, it's, 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 it's very disturbing. So we get to this final scene and oh my God, this is where shit hits the fan. So, uh, and this is also kind of sad because Madame Blanc, like you, she obviously has this like moral confliction, because she's starting to think we shouldn't do this we shouldn't like maybe you know susie is not the one she wants everything to be perfect and she senses something's a little off yeah and uh this is when we see mother marcos again hundreds of years old just like withering just nude in this like wheelchair just like wrinkly. She kind of looks like Jabba the Hutt, honestly. Yeah, she's got
1: those weird sunglasses on. Um but then I also noticed that she's got like a little like baby arm like on her other arm and it looks like she's probably like absorbed other body parts of people. I think what they do, you know, when these when these girls, you know, don't succeed, they trap them and then kind of maybe take some of their life force away or something to sustain the body that they have at that time I noticed that yeah I went back and I was like looking at it because I was like this is so like nightmarish I need to look at it more so I can be more scared but yeah it almost looks like uh there's like a oh I guess you would say like a pancreas or something like on the outside of the body I don't know it's so
0: weird it is and Susie comes down just like calm and collected like I'm ready she knows what's happening she and Manon. they have all the all the dancers.
1: They're yeah. under like a trance, and they're doing this like ritualistic dance that is so uh, similar to like Volk in the yeah. in the execution. And yeah, all these girls are there's kind this of,
0: woman like chanting and yeah,
1: one of the other mothers like a really deep deep chanting voice. And they
0: have this kind of like
1: human altar. Yeah, the way that it's set up.
0: And then uh, we see Sarah again, we see Olga and we see Patricia and they're all like disemboweled as part of the ritual, just all kind of like standing in a circle. That's pretty disgusting. And this is the scene with the most color. And that's something I'm going to bring up in a little bit. I mean, it eventually the whole room turns red because uh, we find out that uh, Susie is actually the reincarnate of Mother Suspirium the entire time and uh this is something that madame Blanc she kind of like knows but she doesn't really know and that's why she doesn't want to go through with with the ritual because she knows something's wrong and mother marcos is upset and attacks her and nearly decapitates her she's you think she's dead she actually is somehow still alive because she's a witch yeah and uh then susie or mother suspirium starts just like murdering everybody she like she like tears her chest yeah. open and you can see like nothing
1: but darkness and like a mouth like Ooh, breathing and yeah. it's Ugh. she it, like conjures this like death or something and this scene then i was like wait is this hell like where are we because the whole room like you said turns red and then there's like this demon going around that literally just like like puts their arm out and like kills everyone who voted for Marcos they do like a flashback to when they did the vote Mm -hmm. and it was like whoever said Marcos you know is dead
0: boop your head blown off like a scanners very much just head explosion lots of blood
1: and uh mother Marcos you know she was saying that she was that she was mother Suspiriorm so her body kind of like deflates yeah. almost. It's very bizarre. And
0: yeah, we find, like, Mother Suspiriorm is obviously, like, uh, so weird. Kills all these people off her, in a way, like, following a false prophet, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she's not all evil. She goes up to the three girls, and she's like, what do you desire? And they all just want to die. You know, they're, they're not really even really alive, like, living just whatever they want to die and she lets them die peacefully all three of them and then she leaves and uh the rest of the women who survive and the rest of the dancers are just kind of left there and this sequence is really interesting because they slow down the speed of the shot where it's almost like there's like motion blur it's almost like a stop motion in a way and it's very weird how it you know this very violent scene of all this blood and all this gore is slowed down and almost like softened in a way it's very weird Mm -hmm. and then to end the movie uh the studio goes on and the the women who are left they're basically like oh madame blanc left we're so sorry the other girls have no idea what happened um, and they just kind of go on and uh, Susie goes to find Clumper, uh, and she lets him know. Oh yeah. He was there the whole time, by the way, as the witness. <laughs>
1: yeah. He was like naked lying there
0: in yeah. agony, like freaking out, but he
1: is kind of, they release him. He goes back home or, or where his office was. Cause he had like a caretaker mm-hmm. that would help him. And Susie, mother Suspiriorum, you know, she's a witch and she tells him what actually happened and that his wife was captured. She was sent to a concentration camp and she died standing in the cold with her friends. But the last thing that she thought of
0: was him and a vacation that they took together. This made me like so sad. And me too. And then she decides to, to spare him and uh, erase all of the memories. And so she like gives him a seizure basically. And it erases all of the, the dark memories of what just happened. And then, that's that's it. <laughs> so the original is actually based on a trilogy. Obviously, Suspiria is the first, Inferno, which came out in 1980, is the second, and Mother of Tears came out in 2007,
1: which is interesting. Asia Argento, who was the partner of Anthony Bourdain up until his death, is the one who did Mother of Tears, Oh, um, who Fun is fact. the daughter
0: of the original Argento. Um, but this movie, the remake, like I said... Is absolutely nothing like the original. The original has, you know, the bare bones of the story, but this is an homage to the original story, and it is so much more in depth. It's so much darker. There's a lot more symbolism in there. A lot of the reviews I read, or uh, you know, theories on different themes. Um, one of them being, you know, corruption, and a lot of them. Um, a lot of people said, you know, this can be considered, you know, a very feminist, a very feminist film. Um seen both, both sides of it in both positive and negative light, um, kind of how, you know, symbol- symbolism of overcoming patriarchy, but it comes at a price. I've also seen, uh, again, you know, I mentioned earlier about, you know, uh, trying to run from your past or, you know, restoring... Uh, you know, a fallen country can be also paralleled with with you know Susie wanting to take down the corruption of the studio and rebuilding, uh, still being a coven of witches, but somehow not corrupted. I
1: guess. Well, yeah, because Mother Mirko lied about being yeah <laughs> Mother Suspiriorum. In you know, we talk about we talked a lot about the um. The fact that they make it so evident that it's 1977 Germany, and I get it. And the only connect, but the only connection is with Dr. Klemperer and Anka and mm-hmm. and and that whole series. But I think I don't really know why they did it that way, other than to try and highlight or pay some sort of, like, respect to how the f- the original film was able to come out, I suppose. I, I don't really know why mm-hmm. they did that because it doesn't really intersect very
0: well. No, it's just kind of there. And, I, again, this movie runs two and a half hours. You could cut at least 30 minutes out of this movie by cutting all of the, the you know, political unrest and post-war uh, plot lines if if you wanted it to really more focus on the studio itself. Uh, one thing that, again, if you've seen the original, it has a uh, great use of color and music, and the color palette in this movie is very, very diluted. I mean, it's very gray and dark, and I think that is on purpose to, you know, showcase uh, the German autumn of 1977, which, again, this is when it takes place. So, you know, very bleak and sad and just ominous I guess um however <laughs> Susie
1: has this awful red hair <laughs> it is such a wiggy wig It is not good I wish that they would have had her regular brown hair that she had but maybe it was short or something but I feel like the red hair was intentional though it was totally intentional I don't know why though it's weird. I
0: don't like I don't like that. Her, Her hair, hair is like the only color in the movie.
1: <laughs> yes, until the until the very end. It's very weird. And
0: uh that
1: yeah, that I don't like that.
0: The directing of this is uh somewhat similar to the original. There's a lot of, you know, zooms and like um, like 70s like yeah. the pinch zooms or they like Yeah, I love that. It's it is very uh to the style of the original um and even it you know it's shot 35 millimeter it looks like an old movie but you know it's not Mm -hmm. and it's so just beautiful to watch if if it can be with something this graphic uh it's shot beautifully and I love the directing in it the story itself is like, I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, the time of how long we've been talking about this. The story is ridiculous and it's very hard to follow. And it's kind of, you know, one of those horror movies, like I always say, you probably got to watch more than once, do a little research. And, um, I actually had to just look through the plot multiple times. Like, okay, what all happened? What did I just watch? Where did this come into play? Like, I forgot about this part. I mean, we tried to cover everything, but there are still things that we forgot. Or, mm-hmm. you know. Well, because it's
1: two and a half hours long. And um, though the <clears throat> the parts about Germany and the Cold War, they're so intentional. They talk about the RAF and all those other things. Um, and like we've said already, the movie can stand alone. But I guess um, if you like horror and history, this is like... The way that they, uh, you know, intertwine it, I I guess if you are into the historical part of filmmaking, it might be
0: something you, like, I could have done without it. I could have done without it, too. And like I said, as a fan of the original, it's... You, you obviously don't need to see the original to see this. It's, like I said, it's a different film. I don't think you should watch the original before you see this because you're going to want to compare it. And it's, again, it's not the same. Yeah, It is seen, not the same movie. I have not seen the original. But you should still give the original a shot because it's so fun and it's so just different. And it's I was telling Allison, it, it almost feels silly in comparison because of how dark this remake is. And it is one of the most disturbing movies i've ever seen for sure this movie's not for everybody it is really hard to watch at times um just for sheer like cringy. like i said uh olga's scene where she's being contorted is disgusting so hard to watch and i like am not i maybe have brought it up before it's not that i don't like i like i can't handle gore if it's used in a way that makes sense like in this movie i think it does but it's just i think the everything surrounding it makes it so disturbing i think it's not just the images that you see it's how they're used that really just kind of like oh god it's very evil yeah yeah that's a good way to put it it's uh it is very evil
1: yeah I I can really handle a lot of things like gore doesn't bother me blood doesn't bother me but watching this I was like
0: oh god especially the ending it's so and it's not even just there really isn't a lot of gore I mean there is but it's more just like when Susie walks down those stairs into you know the, the bowels as they say of of the studio and this ritual is going on to seeing all these like you know these women dancing the music is very unsettling in uh the the one of the you know teachers that's doing this chanting is looking directly at you and it's so like I have to look away I'm just like this is so creepy it's I feel like, like I'm there it's so
1: confrontational it and is. it's very like cult heavy and things that you know uh, paganism and and all of kind of like this old world magic in a way makes a lot of people feel really uncomfortable mm-hmm. in cults. Um, nowadays, you know, people think about like, um, you know, if they're praising Satan, they're doing all these dances to conjure these spirits and it feels a lot like that. And it's creepy, dude. It like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right
0: now. It is freaky. It is. This is, like I said, one of, one of the horror movies that... Would take a lot for me to want to watch again. Like, there are some horror movies I can watch over and over and over because I just love the story. Not that I don't love the story in this. It's that the story is so unsettling that I don't know if I can go through it again. I will probably watch it again. Me too. <laughs> like, it's like, a very,
1: like, visceral experience. Yeah,
0: And like I said, it's not for everybody.
1: No. So it's... um ugh. they And there is nudity in it, too, along with all of this gore and just not like you know stabbing somebody or um you know shooting somebody with a gun but taking a mangled body with a bunch of hooks and and hooking it like it's a piece of uh meat in a butcher shop and carrying it out it's just so like ooh yeah for sure it's a very I don't even know what word I would use to describe it but it's
0: very in your face and it's like a surprise in a way yeah it doesn't hold back at all any of is in like the no. nightmare sequences too is like like I had to no, look they, away a couple of times I'm like oh god they go there they do it's like Degrassi
1: Degrassi <laughs> just
0: goes there <laughs> and Suspiria goes there it's
1: like shocking and you think like oh gosh they've pushed the envelope this far and then they take it a step further and you're like oh my it's it's really in your face and makes you really question a lot of things and yeah but it's
0: and I love stories about witches I really do in the occult there are a lot of people that are like that's not for me like I don't know a lot of people who really appreciate horror the way Allison and and Rich and I do uh in that we really respect the genre a lot of people think it's just like oh I'd rather watch something funny or I'd rather watch something happy it's I don't watch horror movies because I like to see disgusting things like I like it for the thrill and the you know the the mystery and trying to find things out oh I was just gonna say um but the the
1: acting in it like we said it's an all-female cast with the exception of two male police officers Dakota Johnson who um, you might know from Fifty Shades uh, is the one who plays Susie, and she had to do two years of ballet to prepare for this role. Huh, and um, she said it was so intensive that this movie was that she had to seek like therapy for it, kind of like a Kit Harrington said he's in therapy or whatever after Game of Thrones. But um, it's very intensive, and uh, just the themes alone, having to create that and be in that space in that headspace, for so long i can't imagine um you know that it it wouldn't be taxing on the body and the mind yeah. and the spirit in a way um
0: i was going to bring up the um director of the new film luca good oh my goodness Gouda... Wait, hold Gua- on. Guadiano, Guadiano? Guadiano. Yeah, we'll go with that. Luca Guadiano. Also did Call Me By Your Name. Yes, he did. And he's... Very different. <laughs> Very <laughs> artistic, but... He
1: started doing this movie, what, four months after Call Me By Your Name? I
0: think, think so. I think that's right. Yeah, I read that. Uh, Very uh, interesting change of pace, but... Uh, um, I think movies like this, for its artistic value, it's uh, it, because again, it's it's taking a story that we already know, and honestly, it's a very basic story, and turning it into this very multi-dimensional, very artistic, albeit graphic and at times offensive uh, movie. And it just, I think it's movies like this that make me wish that people respected the genre more, because it's not just about Maybe this is where I was going with all that. It's not just about, you know, shocking imagery or, you know, uh, just slasher type films and people just getting killed for no reason and things like that. It's not for, for me, it's on the violence. It's, it's, it's how the story can be told and how, you know, the themes of, cause a lot of horror, especially like a good modern horror movie has a lot of, um, you know, like societal undertones Mm -hmm. or political undertones at times. Like when we reviewed us, I mean, there's obviously a lot of political and, uh, you know, American society themes within it. And I love a horror movie that goes that route because it makes it so much more interesting than just a slasher flick flick. Uh, but, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into our ratings of this one. Um, I think, I don't know what I want to rate it, honestly, after all this talking about it. But. I know. I think I'm going to – I was thinking about this earlier, and I, I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 because, like I said, I love the directing. The The visuals are are beautiful. The music is – and the score is very unsettling but works so well. Um, the acting's great. And in my opinion, did Tilda Swinton need to be three people? No. No. <laughs> It was interesting. It was it was a definitely a cool choice, but I, I don't think that was necessary. Um, and I thought the political undertones, the historical aspect of it, while interesting, did not really fit in with the rest of the movie. It could have been taken out, and the movie would have been just as good, and it would have been shorter. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is very long, so it is it is a ride. Um, it's very disturbing, which is, weirdly enough, I like I like a movie that makes me think afterward. I can't stop thinking about it, and I can't stop thinking about this movie. Like, all day I've been reading about it and different people's opinions. So that, to me, shows um, definitely a really, like, a job well done on the director and the writer's part. But it's just not what I thought it was going to be. It was a bit more than I thought, maybe a bit too much at times. It's it's an insane movie to watch, and it was it was a lot for me so I can't really give it higher than a three I think definitely artistically job well done but maybe a little too ambitious Mm
1: -hmm. I'm also going to go with the three out of five um I think the story going to echo a lot of what Jamie said the story without all the historical um background noise would stand up on its own I kind of um Liked it in a way because uh, I was born in 1991 so I never lived through this era. I don't really know much about it so I guess in a way it helped me kind of understand a little bit more about the time. Um, I thought it would have been nice to have a different person who played uh, the doctor, Kemperer. Um, Tilda Swinton did a fine job but I knew immediately and I didn't know I didn't know ahead of time but I knew in the first few scenes that it was Tilda Swinton playing the doctor. So that made me and I mentioned this before we started recording it made me think like okay, what is happening? Is this is there a trick in this? Um but I thought the acting was I was kind of surprised by Dakota Johnson because I think that she is a little mousy and I can only see her as Anna for or Anna from Fifty Shades but
0: um once you do something like that it's hard to pull away from that image yeah but um
1: I think the story is really really good and really interesting um the fact that Argento came up with this on his own kind of and it's kind of it's grown into this whole um this whole other thing I really like that about it um And it's pure evil in a way. It doesn't have any motivations other than to preserve the coven. And I think people who don't who who enjoy horror and slasher films might not enjoy this film because of the amount of like brain power it takes to process and how much you have to. Like we, Jamie and I both really really love the movie Hereditary.
0: Oh yeah, and That'd it's be a good to review sometime.
1: Rich hates it, <laughs> um, but it's in that way where you kind of, while you are so busy occupying your mind, trying to figure out what the heck you just saw or how it plays into the storyline, it gets interrupted by another bout of like slasher horror crazy insanity. So I like that it it goes kind of slowly, has a slow build up, and then it's like boom, 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 all of these different like chain reaction of the of the story. And you oh, it's yeah. So three point five. I love the music. I love the the filming, the directing, it's great. And uh, I would suggest watch it once, sleep well before, because I was so tired by
0: the end of it. it just oh, yeah.
1: takes a lot out of you.
0: It really does, both mind and uh, body, if you stay up late to watch it. Uh, <laughs> let us know, guys, what you think of this one, if you have seen it, or if you've seen the original, or both. Um, and uh, let us know in the comments what you thought – uh, again, this movie is not for the faint of heart, so I'm not saying everyone needs to watch it, but if you think you got it and you need to, to get through this one, definitely give it a try. Um, if you guys didn't notice, we did create a Facebook group for our podcast. It's just Atlas Now Streaming on Facebook. The link would be facebook.com slash group slash Atlas Now Streaming. Go give us a follow or a like uh, or go join the group. Uh, we will post about upcoming uh, television shows that are coming back or uh, movies, new things that are streaming. Um, and we also really encourage you guys to just kind of share your ideas there. We will post all of our new episodes there. Uh, we'll continue to share them to different Atlas groups, but definitely we want this to be the hub of all things for our podcasts. Make sure you go join and tell your friends. Again, you don't have to be an atlas traveler or an atlas employee to join we want everyone to be a part of this uh, anyone who loves movies and tv as much as we do we want you to be a part of it um next week uh at least maybe the next week or two um i will be out so allison's got some uh, some special uh episodes for you so make sure to look out for those by the time you listen to this jamie may have a baby Maybe. (laughs) We'll see how things progress on my end, I guess. But um, I am excited to come back. Um, Please give us some ideas of new content you want us to talk about. Uh, And until then, we will see you next time. Or at least Allison will see you next time. (laughs) Have a good one. Bye.